0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lax rats alike, welcome back to another episode of the Crease Dive. And today, well, it marks the official start of the PLL off season, and the Chaus Lacrosse Club are your 2021 PLL champs. They dethroned the Whip Snakes, and uh, that 3.2 percent or whatever amount that uh, that chose the chaos to take it all. Probably just most of their parents, maybe some wives and girlfriends. Um, congratulations, because you guys all beat the algorithm. Not quite sure if Dugues did. Uh, but I'm Jordy from Barstool. With me, as always, we've got Dugues. We've got Shido. The game wrapped up yesterday. We're recording this on Monday. And, boys, how we feeling after the first time in the history of history a team not named the Whip Snakes are your PLL champs?
1: I got to say, Jordy, I <laughs> – I don't think any of us at the beginning of the season were uh, we're really, you know, preparing ourselves to say, Hey, you know, congratulations to the, congratulations to the chaos for beating the whip snakes in the fight. I don't know. I mean, I do Dukes, do. Did you, did you, uh, I, we've been, we've been, we were kind of chaos hate heavy uh, in the, in the beginning of the season. Should we, should we be, Jordy, should you get the smoker out? Should we be eating a lot of words right now?
2: i think that i said a lot
0: we we've all said things that we would like to have back but let's not get that twisted our first guest for the pll season was jack Roulette, and i feel like we were super high on the chouse after having him on and then after that i i, I forget who who we were going to go to but it was like we were going to go right back to another chaos player maybe we we're going to try to get mac on here yeah uh, mac yeah, I think Mac ended up ghosting me at some point in my uh Instagram mm-hmm. DM. So, Tough. Uh, yeah, Mac, Tough. when you're listening when you're listening to this right now, just <laughs> pe- pe- people won't forget and I don't forgive you. Um but congratulations. But we were pretty heavy on the chaos early and then they went out and they just played poorly in the first few weeks. So, I don't think that we went into the season hating, looking for a reason to hate the Chaos. It they just like presented it to us. Um but over the last few weeks, they have been unbelievable to watch and they capped it off with probably the most dominating performance of the summer um, on in Sunday's championship game. I mean, not only do you go out and, and you pump in 14 goals, not only do you, you know, every single time you throw that skip pass down to the back door, it ends up in the back of the net. Um, but then the three-time reigning goalie of the year, the 2021 league MVP, and probably at this point the best lacrosse player on the planet, Blaze Jordan and that chaos defense, holds Zed Williams and Matt Rambo, both of them off the score sheet. Couple couple assists here and there, but, like, that was easily – That that was for sure the most dominating performance that we've seen probably in the league so far.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. I thought that it was first quarter to fourth quarter. I mean, I was watching on my laptop. I was watching on the plane, so it was a little weird viewing experience. But didn't matter where I was watching the game. The chaos kicked ass the entire time. But going back to before the year, I'm not gonna lie. Hand up, I, I was completely a hater. But in the sense that. I knew Blaze would be good. I thought Raulette would be good. But I didn't know how, how, like, the Canadians would fit in. And they were coming in the, uh, middle of the year. They didn't have Curtis Dixon. So I was a little bit of a hater. But, you know, we saw them do this last year. Slow start and then finish strong. They seem like they have really good team chemistry. So, fuck it. I mean, the chaos could go back to back. Who says they don't? You got goalie of the year, the MVP. I think, I think I saw Curtis Dixon say, was that the best throw lacrosse season of all time for ever, was Blaze Reardon. I mean, as a goalie, I, I completely think so. I can't think of anyone more dominant. Maybe 19 Rambo when he did finals MVP, MVP, and whatever. But I don't know. Jake, what do you think?
1: Okay. It's a, it's a bit of a take. All right. It's, it's a bit of a take. Um, but I think the way that the chaos play is the future of lacrosse. Mm-hmm. I think that the, that the box-field hybrid – Right, having guys who understand both games, I think that's the future. I think the 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 classic. I, think, I mean, obviously, you'll never be able to beat the classics, right? The one four one, the one three two. The, you know, the, you could go through all of your classic offenses, but I think this like style of free play, where you, you give the players all of the creativity, and and they work through, you know two man games and finding the open guy and, you know, initiating from everywhere on the field. I think that's the future of lacrosse. And I think that, you know, for the chaos to have success at the highest level, uh, to me, that qualifies that take. I I don't think that I I won't back down from that because the evidence is right there. The proof is in the pudding. So um, I think that if you're a kid right now, if you're an eighth grader, if you're a freshman, right, you, you gotta be locked in, right? I, I hope you watched you know, the, the PLL. And I hope you, if you, if you're a dad out there, I hope your kids watched it because that's what the game is going to look like, right. This, you know, and then, you know, five, six, seven years ago when the, when the Thompson's brought, you know, the one-handed play and the creativity at the, at, at Albany, right. Now we see that kind of all over the place, you know, with Chris Cloutier, you know, throwing fake one-handed passes and Jay Carlson throwing, you know, first goal of the game was between the legs. I just, there's so many levels to this game and I, I, I couldn't be happier, with, with the overall result and how everything's, you know, kind of tra- uh, transpired.
2: Take.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that, um, you know, you, you've kind of noticed that being the case, like when you look at the NCAA game and how many Canadians are being brought over and how all of these best teams in the college game have, you know, one or two big Canadians, either at attack or the midfield, um, who really just open up everything for them, um, and then I, I mean it 's also going to make you a more physical player playing box too. I mean, you look at that one Josh Byrne goal from yesterday, uh, things were getting mighty chippy out there the The whip snakes' defenders were going head cu- dude a couple times like there, there was one goal. I, I, I forget who ended up putting it away. It might have been Westberg. I don't know. There was one where like it, it was like a botched clear um, ball ended up like on the ground in right in front of the crease. Kyle Jackson picked it up. Someone went to lay him out. Balls end up on the ground again. Someone goes like to make another hit, and like meanwhile Westberg just is like right there picking it up. So that's a side note on like how um, oh. I, I thought that the Whip Snakes defense was just like so like all over the place they had they had nothing going on like that was a, that was terrible terrible defense from the whip snakes um to almost match how dumb they played offensively by not getting the ball to rambo every single possession the way I'm, I'm taking a roundabout way of saying this, um, but anyway, things were getting pretty chippy out there, and a couple couple of uh chaos players got laid out. Max Adler got put through the ground, clean hit, uh, but you could tell like things were getting a little testy out there. So, what does Josh Byrne do? He goes up, takes the ball, puts a shoulder right in his defender's chest, brushes him off him like he's nothing, steps in, splashes one, uh, and that was that was a moment right there where like that was that kind of sealed the deal for the chaos. It was like, all right, like if you guys want to come out and try to like goon it up against us, that's fine, but we're going to be way more physical than you can handle. And we're going to put in the back of the net. You guys can't even sniff the back of the net with blaze in front of ours. Um, So I would totally agree with that box field hybrid. I just want to say though, all the people out there that are strictly bought, like just, only watch NLL or strictly watch uh, box across all the people out there that are so box heavy that are like, had been spending the past few weeks, just bitching and moaning. Oh my God. The PLL is not mentioning the NLL. Oh my God. Uh, this and that. Oh my God. Box across is so much better than field Across. One shut up. Like I, I think everybody should shut up. Um, but two, maybe, I-, I think I saw Diggs tape or someone say this earlier. It's like, if you guys are so, Goddamn happy with with the NLL and and with box across. Like maybe yeah, like talk about it a little bit more during the season so that we see more of it. Instead of just complaining that no one's talking about it. Like maybe do the talking yourselves. We'll all see it. Everyone will be like, yeah, that's actually a fucking kick-ass version of the game. Instead of just being like, oh my god, I can't believe that the PLL is not mentioning the Rochester Nighthawks. Which by the way, that team was sick. No one's no one's saying that they're not. No one's saying that the PLL is in like. Not mentioning them is, like, a little shady, but it's, like, just shut the fuck up. Um, whew. All right. Yeah. I think, no, think, think that was, think that that was, was a good like, take. I think that was all I had to say. Basically, long way of saying, Jake, I totally agree with your take. Love that for me.
2: Yeah, I think uh, that also it's, like, it shows, like, like you can you need, like, an unselfish offense, and it kind of, like, I hate to say it, but, like, the Connor Fields, when the ball – Josh Byrne, because he was talking about it yesterday, he said – you know, when you have unselfish players that know how to sling it around, you got the chemistry that they have, it makes it so easy. It, it just goes to show that now, like, with, with Connor Fields and how it got stuck in his stick so much, maybe just having, like, you know, maybe you get some players that are comfortable with each other from the NLL. I don't know. I wonder if, like, we will see a bunch of NLL players now try the PLL and some coaches try to do that same model.
1: I mean, but, but there, the there's also – you know, there, there's also disadvantages, right? There's there's guys who, who... – Maybe would thrive indoor who have no idea what the field looks like. And there's guys in the field who have, mm-hmm. who were absolutely trash at box. So, you know, it, I think it, I think it's, it takes a special type of player. I think, I, I think we can't, do you think, it's not like a blanket statement, I don't think. Um, yeah.
0: Also, quick, I mean, all, th- th- all the,
1: all the, all the super NLO guys can on Twitter can shut up. Like, we get it.
0: Oh, yeah. The one thing <laughs> I want to say, um, I, just, just a quick clarification. I, I think when people are talking about, because I, I always feel bad for Connor Fields in these situations. I feel like he's been getting like shit on a little bit because of that mm-hmm. trade, because of getting, uh, you know, he ended up on the bench in the bubble and then the trade. Like, I, I don't think that he he goes out to play an intentionally selfish game. Like, he's not going out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I think, like, selfish has, like, a – it just naturally has, like, a a negative connotation where it's like, this guy's a ball hog. It's like, no, like, that's just – his game is better when he's able to hold the ball on a stick, kind of survey the field, assess, like, what's going – like, his – his he's, like, a quarterback. So, like, that that's going to be, like, a quarterback offense. And, and like, the chaos they – you know, for – I don't know. I mean, he had hundreds – Yeah, but I I don't know, lack of a better term. Like it just a a very fitting term. Like they play a more chaotic style of lacrosse where it's like, all right, let's let's get let's use a pick right here. Um, maybe set a greasy one over there. We'll find a guy on the back door, like force a skip pass, it'll end up right on his ear and then in the back of the net. So it's kind of all over the place. So I just wanted to to the defense of our good friend Connor Fields.
1: And I mean, yeah. field field scored hundreds of points at Albany and the ball was in to stick all the time. I mean, again, like the proof is right there. You know, nobody's, nobody's, I think that if you were calling Connor fields selfish in like the negative kind of like the, in the way that you're using it to be negative, I think that you just truly don't understand the game and that's your own fault or. No, yeah, I, just,
2: I just want to clarify what I meant was more the chaos style. Didn't really feel fit fields game. And it's the it's perfect, perfect example of you need a new setting. You, you saw him with the Archers this year. His game was right mm-hmm. back to normal. He killed it at the, coming out of the midfield box. And I'm sure that he'll find his place at attack again for some squad, maybe even the Archers if they trade away some pieces in this offseason. But, yeah, I just want to clarify that. One thing, though, I would like to note, that uh, you're talking about the Whipstakes defense, especially like Earhart fucking nailing uh, Kyle Jackson at the end of the game, like slashing him and all that shit. I was kind of wondering, you know, obviously it worked out having Phipps in the cage. In the semifinals but it was almost like a little confusing you know you, you you have a new quarterback basically in in cage directing the defense so i wonder if that was kind of a new feel for those Whip Snakes defenders because they phipps only saved 39 percent of his shots i'm not blaming him at all i think he played he's the reason they got there but it, it didn't seem like he had the best composure at some points during that game so it made me question would were they was the defense confused like was that a disadvantage actually having Fips and that change of scenery? I don't know. Just some, some questions I was asking myself.
0: I, it looked to me like they're like they were they were just all over the place. Like they couldn't yeah. keep up. Um, you know, like they're I don't know. I I don't understand like how. I, don't, I guess I get it's it's difficult, right? Because the chaos are so good at what they do. There's, you know, they're so good at finding those skip passes. They're so good at knowing that it's going to be there before it's actually there, and they can get that ball out of there. Um, and then Chase Frazier just proved that he's just so good at finding the monster, the yeah. exact the exact right moment to get himself open in that lane. And then he catches it. And then if, if the ball's in his stick right on that back door there, he's proven time and time again, he's going to put it away. So I get that it's, it's like a tall order to just find a way to stop that. But the whips, thinks defense just didn't even come close. So like, I, I don't know, I, I would imagine maybe like just not having your, your goalie that you've played with for the past three years ha- back there. Probably. I don't know. Like, yeah, like there's there's probably some communication that just like wasn't quite yeah. as familiar with everybody. Um, but I think a lot of it too was just these guys being frustrated and just like taking runs and thinking, okay, like we're gonna we're gonna bully you, and then we're gonna get the ball back and we're gonna score. But then turns out they're gonna get the ball back and they're gonna take a bad shot from a long two that they stare down Blaze for like three seconds during the windup, which is automatic popcorn.
2: Yeah, and also just, you know how you're talking about, like, Lord was their goalie for the past three years, two of the championships. Also, all those defenders and Earhart included, Lord was their goalie at one time or another. So Phipps was a little bit older than that at Maryland. Maybe the communication signals were a little different. So, like, it is, it, is, it is just a completely different quarterback. It's like having your backup come in, like, like you know, like Brissette or someone, like in the NFL for comparison. I don't know. Just my take that I kind of noticed.
1: I, I don't know. I... Uh, mm. I don't like the Fips take. I don't like it. I think I think that th- at this point, at this level of the game, I think that you have to be. If you're on any team in the PLO, I think that you have to be ready to ride with whoever at any point in time. I the the whatever synchronicity or like groove that you're in is like perfectly valid, but it's next man up right you know like you can get pulled at any point in time and i, I don't i don't i mean yeah it's got to be weird not, you know go from burn to phipps but at the same time it's like you ride with whoever's there so i think yeah there might have been some communicate communication problems and stuff like that and I, but i think the chaos I, I don't i i think that takes too i think that's too reductive of the chaos performance i think that phipps is a phenomenal goalie bit of a hothead sure maybe for a u.s history teacher um but i mean you, you've got three of the world's best defensemen in front of you and you're gonna make mistakes but it's how you respond to the mistakes right i, I think it's a game of runs and the chaos just went on w- more runs and i think that saying well you know what if what if they had burn loren goal or you know well, maybe phipps wasn't the guy i think that's way too reductive of the, of the chaos performance so I mean, you got to give it up to hasbola uh,
0: mckay I would say if, if they had burn lower and I'm, I would imagine that Dukes probably agrees with this one too. If they had burn lower net, they still lose that game. Oh yeah. 100%. One hundred Yeah. 100%. My,
2: yeah my, my main point was like the chaos is so good at what they do that they maybe, maybe they needed a better communicator out there. Would it have been the difference between 12, nine, like 12, nine to 14 to nine. Maybe like maybe burn lower. You know, it. Like just the communications more on point, but the chaos was still going to win that game. No one, I don't think anyone was beating them yesterday.
0: That was no, one of the best so.
2: performances I've seen in the past three years.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's just gotta be so good knowing that like want like, all right. So first off credit to, and, and dudes, this is going to hurt you a little bit, but like credit Jared to Newman. Jack Rowlett and Jared Newman. Um, Fuck
2: me.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> just
2: can I just let this take out, please? Go ahead. I just, look, I'll swallow my words. I I said this still the first time I brought up Newman. I said, he's got to take the backseat to Raulette. Rowlett's clearly the best defender on this team, which he did. And I didn't think that he could do it. I was talking about moving him up to the midfield, which low-key they kind of did do, where they locked off the double poles on the midfield. But bottom line is, he played fucking phenomenal yesterday. I was going to come on to this podcast and say he played great. He shot down maybe two best attackers in the league. But but when I saw him yesterday get down on his knees, and when I saw him go at Diggs tape, I was like, "Fuck that." He reminded me why I didn't fucking like him. And I was, wondering if, we I I was yeah. wondering if we were going to talk about that. Apologize.
1: I was wondering if we were going to talk about. Okay, so I. There's nothing worse than a sore loser, but to me, the only thing worse than a sore loser is a sore winner. I, I think being a sore winner is fucking awful, and you know what? who gives a fuck if you if you said that he went on like a what'd you say like a dick sucking carousel or something like that for a whole for a, for a year like I don't know what you said you said he was awful all year and you know what I don't think you needed to do anything I don't think Jared Newman needed to do shit to get his point across I think that getting the dub and playing well and holding Zed and Rambo to what one point between the two of them Maybe two?
0: Yeah. I think I think Zed might have had two assists two. and then Rambo yeah. had one. So three, okay, so three, three but, but three assists with zero goals.
1: All right. So holding to holding those two goalless, like that's a phenomenal performance. It speaks numbers of itself. Now, I'm not gonna say I you, you crack a you crack a couple of Bud Lights, all right, you get a couple Pink Whitney's flowing, and then just the words come out. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to fault the guy for that either. But I don't know if I keep it on the – I don't know if I, I post it on the web. That's just my take. But, I mean, congratulations <laughs> to, to, to Jared Newman for for proving uh, his number one hater, Dukes, wrong. So, one more one more go, thing go, too, I, just noticed, I
2: just noticed that, you know, the, the, he replied to dig tape, like, within 45 minutes of the uh, television getting turned off. So yeah. I'm not calling him a lightweight, but I'm not calling him a
1: heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mix in a water, buddy. That's yeah, like yeah. Three, three Bud Lights, bro. Come on. Yeah. One, yeah, time, you
2: know, one time to me.
1: Yeah, maybe it was like no beers through the playoff, right? Maybe like a no alcohol rule through the playoffs yeah. or something, which I don't know how you're going to get that through the Canadians. That There's no there's no way. I think they actually function better when, when they're all a little hungover. So there's a lot of t- there's a lot of tats. Did you guys see that? There's a lot oh, of guys uh, yeah. with a ton of tats. I I guess I didn't realize. I mean, I know Josh Byrne has the has the forearm, but I think there's way more tattoos than than is is given credit for. So tattoos and gold chains, is that the combination for next year?
2: Has to be. You have to consider to it. Be. Also you have to consider I I partied <laughs> I partied with the Providence lacrosse team a couple of times. Little I bet you they're a little disappointed in Newman's uh Newman's showing yesterday. I know a guy I know a guy, before. I know a
1: guy on the Providence lacrosse team. I'm gonna I'm gonna go text him after and ask him what, what he thinks.
0: Sure. Um yeah I think Roulette has a a tramp stamp now um covered it up with that pink Whitney bottle when he was twerking in the video. Um <laughs> we're going to get to that celebration in a second. I what I was going to say before um Dukes had to do is his quick uh, his, his quick eat, eating of some crow is that like but how, how nice is it for guys like Jack Rowlett and guys like Jared Newman to be able to go out there and like play a little bit more. So like you can have Newman go out there and basically shut off, like just play like a shut off on Rambo, um, knowing that like, even if you open up a little bit more space on the field by like just trying to take him away, or even if you're trying to play a little bit more aggressively, you can make mistakes knowing that you have blaze back there to make those saves. Like if things go awry. So, um, like I I forget which one of you said it, but like someone said that no one was gonna beat the chaos on that day. I I would wholeheartedly agree with that because when you have the best goalie on the planet Um, that just opens up so many different things that you can do defensively because you can afford to make a few mistakes and know that you're going to have at least 15 saves at the end of the day to back you up. Um, And then that, that whole confidence just goes from the net out. So you see the way that they're playing offensively. It helps that, you know, they can, you know, Mac O'Keefe, a rookie, I don't I don't think that he's any I don't think that he's lacking in confidence at all, right? He's he's the all-time leading goal scorer in NCAA lacrosse history, but you know, a big stage championship game rookie, like that low to high bomb that he splashed was from pretty deep out. Now, like may maybe if if he doesn't have blaze in net, he's like, All right, like fuck, like do I take this shot? Do I risk, you know, not either one getting this stopped or one this going over the net. We don't back up the ball. Then the whip snakes get the ball back and then they go down and they score on us. But no, it's like, you can, you can afford to get real risky when you know that even if you lose the ball, it's going down the other way and you're just going to get it right back because you've got blaze between the pipes. Um So yeah, I, again, right now best lacrosse player on the planet, but if you if you guys want to chime in and agree with no, me, no, I was
1: just gonna say bar none. Like I mean, yeah. most most complete. Yeah, easily.
0: It's also
2: just like it, it's pretty. It's just hilarious that also the best goalie in the world. And there's no doubt about it. One, I when we talked about it a little bit with the, in the Gutty interview, but. the unconventional style has got to be driving some old lacrosse coaches like crazy but i wonder Mm -hmm. how many people start adopting what he's doing in like the youth stages and start teaching them how to do the butterfly technique that he does it's it's as like a former goalie it's it's it really is like just so interesting and intriguing to to watch but yeah that best player in the world and he doesn't even play fucking goalie in the nll now he's gonna be ripping twan and other goalies making them fucking miserable for for months now which would be so fun to watch
0: yeah, he uh he, he does he does plenty of coaching in the Philly area. So, my my take that Philly is the hotbed of lacrosse is only going to continue to get stronger yeah. because only, only the best goalies on on the planet are going to be coming out of here once they're getting developed and molded by Big Daddy Blaze. Um All right, so real now game's over, 14 to 9. Congratulations to the to the Chaos Lacrosse Club on being the 2021 PLL champions within about 90 seconds of that game being over, I'd say probably even less, maybe like 45 to 53 seconds later, the beers and the pink Whitney were flowing. And what, a, like the performance that they put on on the field during those 48 minutes was highly impressive. But the post-game performance that the chaos put on, the after party, the locker room celebrations, just gassing, they, they probably went through like three cases of Bud Light on the stage alone. Um, just an unbelievable performance as far as post-championship celebrations go. Um, the stogies were flowing. Boys were just uh, – that, that cup was filled with multiple Bud Lights like before Mike Rabel was even able to present it to him. Um, so what, what are your guys' thoughts on, on the debauchery that went down immediately after the game?
1: Uh, I couldn't, I couldn't have loved it more. Right. You know, the, the boys, I mean, well, what's better than that. Right. I, I mean, it's
0: Andy Towers going tarps off.
1: Yeah. Okay. I could have done a, without that. What a frightening scene. I could have, I, I could have done without that. <laughs> I, I don't know I this I don't, was
0: a family show.
1: I was scrolling the TV, uh, scrolling the, the TL. I was like, why? All right. I, I don't know. Like, do, do we need to see Andy towers tarps off for content? I, d- I just want to see him tarps off just like, you know, standing at a NASCAR race, like Steve Spurrier holding a course light, right? Like that's, that's better content to me than like, you know, you know, best caption gets a PLL mini stick or something like that. No, just be <laughs> make it, make it natural. Right. And I think, I think that's what we got a lot of And a bet, ba- I, I bet obviously it's not, it's not really a bad, like 90% of the actual good content was like the stuff that, you know, was never posted, you know, like all this stuff, just guys, I'm sure guys had, they were either absolutely loaded in the airport or they were uh, so hung over uh, this morning that they could not even move, like still hung over. So um, I will, I will say one thing. Um, credit to a, uh, a, a, another podcast that will go unnamed. Um, just kidding guys. It's the post game. We we love those guys. (laughs) Uh, but they posted, they posted a carpet picture of a bunch of broken glass on the, uh, uh, on the ground and they, uh, they seem to be alluding to the fact that the trophy has been smashed. Um, what do we think about trophy gate right now? Do we think that this is real? Is this legit? Have we done some like forensic, uh, overlooking of the, of the Twitter pick? Because I believe it. I believe somebody got absolutely drunk enough and spiked the shit out of that trophy. I 1000% believe it. Um,
0: so, so I, th- there, I w- there was, a, there was another photo from, from okay. another, an a solo produced podcast, uh, ba- back of the bird. That's with, uh, Paul Dawson and Dan Lois. Um, and and there was a photo there of uh, the, the cup, but, like, the, the stem of the cup had, uh-huh. been, had been snapped off. So it looked like someone just, like, dropped it, the stem, but they still had the actual cup portion of it. Um, and that one I totally believe happened, right? Like, okay. they were doing a lot of, lot of passing around of the cup. Um, they, they were playing Thunderstruck. Guys were dancing around on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, thund,
1: thunderstruck, like, that's the th- one. Is that the one that you think that they were going for, like, right off the bat? Like, do like Canadian or were they they really playing Thunderstruck or was this like a a bit that you were saying?
0: Oh, no, 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 they were really playing Thunderstruck. Oh, I was was like, (laughs) I was like,
1: I must be missing something. Like, Canadians love Thunderstruck. Okay, okay, carry carry on, Um, carry on.
0: Yeah, fantastic game. Um, but like that one, one, there's clearly photo evidence of the cup still being half intact, so that's very believable. I don't know, I I, I can see Acello and Malloy just trying to stir the pot here with a you know you you could you could Can't google image, you could google image broken glass on carpet right now actually uh dudes give us your thoughts on on uh trophy gate and i'm just going to google image broken glass on carpet to see if i can pull up the, or you could probably do a reverse search feel on like that. I feel but like right, something
1: sexual is going to come up when you I, uh, just cuz it's the internet uh, i like
2: well. i i like to believe i don't know if it is true but i like to believe it is true that the trophy broke I actually think that the stem being broken in that one picture on back of the bird makes it solidified more that they did do because I bet you like Mike Rabel came in and he's like, hey, you trophy broke. We'll take we'll take the uh, we'll, we'll get you guys another one. And then they, they just smashed it. Mm-hmm. Who did it, though? You got to look at who missed their flights this morning because I guarantee mm-hmm. half those guys missed their first flight. They're probably at like the bullpen last night or some DC bar changing their flights on Delta, trying to get the later flights, uh, probably missing work today. You think the league but, yeah. pays for Delta? <laughs> I said Delta because i that's what I flew this weekend. It's fucking <laughs> dope.
1: <laughs> Humble brag. Let's go. Let's I didn't go. pay for that shit.
2: I didn't pay for that shit. Shout out! <laughs> shout, out shout out the uh, shout out the sales team at Boris. So fucking awesome experience. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. So whoever whoever, a, whoever, whoever a wasn't guy, we know that.
1: Yeah.
0: Wh- whoever wasn't in the gates at Frontier Airlines this morning, uh, definitely. That shit. Um. <laughs> But I mean, listen, the boys were getting after it. It it was, uh, it was evident within again, 40 seconds of of the game being over that they were going to get after it. Um, So, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how heavy that trophy is, um, but you know, it it seemed like they had already consumed probably uh, every single Bud Light that was in the Washington DC metro area uh, within 30 minutes after the game. So they they did their business with the cup and, uh, I guess, I guess it no longer served a purpose. And it was just, I, again, like if, you know, if they're flying frontier, I don't really know, um, if they probably have to pay for another bag to check that onto the plane. And it was going to be over the True. weight limit. So they figured got to get rid of this now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, what in just an unbelievable day to cap off a, a fantastic season times where, you know, it, it may have, as as we've mentioned before, it, it may have carried on a little long, may have felt pretty long with the bye weeks and everything. Uh, but all in all, just an unbelievable season. Uh, you know, we had a, a, a new expansion team with the merger and the and the cannons coming back. Uh, we had a lot of great players coming over into the PLL. Had a lot of great college players making their pro debuts. Uh, just unreal, unreal season capped off by just the most dominant performance that we, that we would see. Um, so couldn't, couldn't have asked for a better. I mean, obviously we could have asked for like an overtime game. Um, but all in all fantastic way to close out the season.
2: Yeah. I just want to chime in real quick. Uh, appreciate you guys letting me come on the pod for the season. I've had some good takes. I've had even shittier takes. Um, and if we do this again, we run this back next season, I'll have even more shitty takes, um, shout out for a great season. And, uh, can't
1: wait, can't wait for the future. Yeah, we've had, we've had a good one. Um, I mean, we, we've experienced all, I mean, we've all recorded from three different cities, which is, which is pretty remarkable. Um, I mean, Duke's even, you know, the, the apex of the season was him recording from an Uber, from the train, walking through Manhattan, just, I mean, if anything, uh, you know, he's kind of illuminated how, uh, how versatile a podcaster slash social guy can be. So you know, don't don't let anybody at Barstool tell you that or get wind that you can do content because then you might you might get sucked away from everybody.
2: <laughs> I might be a NASCAR guy by next season. So you gotta you better, might
1: you might be you might be. So <laughs> you guys got to we'll, double
2: the salary to zero. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll give you approximately zero dollars. We hope you accept. Um, but the fans exactly. are the fans are always great. Um, maybe maybe a couple of them uh, their brains will mature uh and and they'll realize that we've never really ever tried to compete with the post game so they can stop tweeting that one is better than the other because we truly just don't care and i talk with Acello like every other day so like we're not competing about anything so you guys can keep that in your minds or something i i I don't know that they're trying to create this thing that doesn't exist and we're all just kind of having fun so i love you guys you're
2: right we and i just want to last comment is we are both Two top 150 Blue Cross podcasts in the world.
0: Nobody we, can say we, that. Yeah. Potentially, of, potentially of all time.
2: Yeah, and like we're, yeah. we're both great in our own respects, and I hope that you, if you guys are listening right now, uh, you tune in next next season. Thanks, thanks for everything.
0: Thanks, Chris. Yeah. But yeah, so thank thank you to to everybody who listens. Um, you know, it was a great ride, and uh, you know, for for now we're we're gonna take a little bit of a break. Um, you know, we think it's pretty, pretty deserved break. Not gonna, not gonna suck us off. Uh, But, you know, it's it's been a long season. You go back, uh, you know, first episode this season, uh, early February, Jimmy Perkins, that feels like a lifetime ago. That was a, that, that was pre Dukes, but, um, yeah. you know, so, sure it feels so like a
1: lifetime ago for him too. Cause he's a hundred years old.
0: <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean, he, he's, he's gone through another like six years of college since then. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, thank you to everybody who listened. It's been a long year since, you know, the beginning of the college season and then following that right up with the PLL. So, um, we'll take a little bit of a break, but you know, we'll be back, uh, probably sooner than later. Uh, thanks Jake. Jake and Dukes, you guys, you guys crushed it this season. Dukes, I mean, an all-time free agency pickup by us midway through the season. Um, and yeah, so real quick, one last shout out to, to all the guests who came on here today uh, on, on here this season. So a quick rundown started off Jimmy Perkins, Robert Morris, the, the Van Wilder of college across. We had a great episode with Drake Porter and Jake Fop from Syracuse. The a couple of goons right there. Uh, JT, Giles, Harris, Ryan Tierney. You can probably go buy a house from Ryan Tierney right now. Hire him as your mm-hmm. real estate agent. Uh, Kenzie Kent came on. She was awesome. Chris gray. Hey, mike sisselberger the missile burger dukes oh, okay. we had you on as a guest and that uh
2: <laughs> yeah
0: kind of kind of like when a stray like dog or stray cat shows up on your front door it's like you, you you feed him once and he just keeps coming back so dukes we had you on as a guest and just turns out you never went away uh joe keeks uh who, who else did we have here uh pff, jack Roulette. We had T.D. Erlin. We had, uh, oh, Connor Schellenberger. That was that was a good one as well, getting to hear from Shelly. Our good friend, our very good boy, Jake Marsh, came on. It was a very cool interview and uh, wrapped it up with, with Ian McKay and Justin Gutterding. So thanks to all those guys for coming on and uh, sharing their time with us. Thanks to everybody for listening. Congrats to Ian McKay and the chaos. Uh, on winning the 2021 Premier Lacrosse Championships. And until next time, we'll be keeping it low to high to the day we die. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Crease Dive. We out.